Welcome to Lads on Lads, a podcast where some lads talk about being some other lads and also being the lads that we are in real life, I guess. I don't think you should do the intro to this one. I think this is a special episode and someone else should do it. We're not cool. I want Joe to do the intro. Oh, wait, hold on. No, no, no. I've got something that worked really, really, really well because this worked really well for us last time. Why don't we all do one word? I think that's a great idea. (laughs) Okay, no, I have a thought. What if we do? Everyone in unison does Welcome to Lads on Lads and then everyone just goes off on their own. I agree. (laughs) That's the intro. Okay, right. Yes. Ready? Yes. One, two, three. Welcome, Welcome to Lads on Lads. Welcome to Lads on Lads. We're talking about a podcast. But for now, some smooth jazz. Well, four years of expensive education, a car full of books, and anticipation. Yay! I was doing some background music. It was beautiful. Cool. I think we nailed that. I think we fucking nailed it. Perfect. So I actually don't remember the format of this from last year, but I believe what happened is I asked you guys questions, you asked me questions, and then the listeners asked us some questions. Yes. Perfect. Cool. I haven't prepped any, so I'm going to improvise, (laughs) a thing that I normally don't do on this podcast. Normally I script what I'm going to say word for word. And that's, that's actually a good point. We're, mm-hmm. we, that, we're actually the only Script. scripted actual play podcast. I'm reading these words <laughs> off a teleprompter. Mm-hmm. I don't know these people. Before we get into it, though, two years! Two years, two years man! Two years. Oh, and so well, little has happened in those two years <laughs> in the podcast <laughs> and in our lives. <laughs> it's been very quiet. That's the most sinister laugh, Faye. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start with... Um, I asked you this last year. I'm going to ask you about this year. Favourite thing that happened on the podcast? This year, not last year. Oh, Fuck Jesus. last year. We've moved on. Right. I don't oh. fucking know what happened. I don't know what happened either. So much happened. Oh my God. It's. <laughs> I mean, I know what my favourite thing was. What was your favourite thing, Rory? Was it when you said the instead of... It was when a. I said the... No, my favourite thing was the treachery. Treachery! Yeah, oh, treachery. treachery. You do love some treachery. Jeez Christ, I did not sleep that night at all. No, I, 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 got, a lo- I got a lot of messages in all caps from Joe after the recording. It was very funny. <laughs> um, so to be clear, um, Nate and I had that planned since... When did we record that? We recorded the, the, the actual... The, the treachery itself, was it September this year or was it August? No, it was it was July we, we recorded it because I was like prepping for my friend's wedding and I was trying oh, to do yeah, my maid of honor speech. It was all I could fucking Fuck. thinking about. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, 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 um, and we'd been planning it to be clear since the September beforehand. And Nate and I will shock you to learn are not great planners, but um, we were sort of look, we took some lemonade kind of worked out the future of greg because it was after episode 25 it was after when it was, it was episode 25 when greg oubliette. was in an oubliette where i just i was very depressed and i went completely rogue and wrote mm-hmm. rory out of the episode and then after <laughs> I that i felt fine about it i just moved to london at the time but i did i didn't see it as a like a, a, an issue or anything nobody wants you here oh, yeah. after that still depressed i went over you to rory's sending flat. me those handwritten cards <laughs> and we kind of took some lemonade and spitballs we can bleep that out in a bad way we'll bleep the word drugs out no one will know what we're talking about yeah. no, i think you should dub it over with like something really lemonade like, 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Yeah, we. Yeah. I, I came over while still very depressed. We took some lemonade. And then I think over the course of about an hour and a half talking at high speed made Greg into twins. And we <laughs> managed to sit on it for almost a year, which is for us almost impossible. It's very impressive. It is unbelievable that we didn't tell. Because initially, I think, I think in my head it was going to be a few episodes. We'd have a few yeah, episodes maybe of like new three Greg, or four episodes, yeah. And you ended up with new Greg for pretty much as long as you had old Greg in like mm, yeah. real time in podcast time. I think you've had him for longer because you spent three months in like a Vegas time loop and you were in hell. Oh, yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. It just ended up. It kept not being the right point, and the longer. Rory kind of played new Greg the more I was like oh this is a really cool character and the dynamics with the lads are cool and it's going to be mm. so much more of a betrayal if I drag it out mm. <laughs> the, the issue is I preferred play or part of the issue was I preferred playing new Greg because new Greg got to do new Greg got to be a little bit like competent competent maybe is the wrong word but like certainly in comparison with old Greg and was slightly less of a kind of um sad sack he also had a obviously he had a very clear driving motivation and 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 was in some ways obviously very similar but in some ways very different and um i will straight up say i was quite pleased with the number of little kind of hints that there was something extremely fucked up about him that i managed to put in there and i was particularly pleased with when i slit that bear's throat in the um yes <laughs> Yeah, I think the problem the problem with dropping hints that new Greg is a bit fucked up is like when the whole soup of Greg is already <laughs> fucked up. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's hard to see, yeah. like you know, when you when you're looking at like a cesspit, you, it's quite hard to go like that. Wait, hang on, that weird ball of shit isn't meant to be in there. It's like, yeah, it's all shit. Yeah, no, that's fair, and I think um, I mean it's true. It's also like. Um, I think, yeah, I think that the difference was less that New Greg was less fucked up and more that New Greg was better at it. <laughs> Can I jump in? Because there was a neat segue on mm. my favourite bit yeah. uh, of the podcast, which is totally self-interested. Um, but I really enjoyed uh, and still think about the uh, ongoing adventures of the Gang of Bears um, oh, who oh, yeah, I love ended up bears. going to hell and heisting and doing that fucking things. intro. Yes. I've listened to that so many times. So mm -hmm. Just for kind of a general overview of the intros, we come up with them kind of collectively together for every episode, and then roughly take it in turns to do them, unless there's one that's clearly geared towards a specific person. Mm. And Sam will just sort of vanish into the bedroom <laughs> for. 45 minutes and every now and then I'll hear something insane coming from up the stairs from down the stairs and also he records great intros and then <laughs> and then after that he takes about 10 minutes and does an intro but Sam's intros are always fucking incredible they're like absolutely the fucking spectacular the, um, oh this one won't be out when this comes out but the mm. episode oh. 51 intro lads you're gonna lose your shit I oh no it isn't out oh my god it's one of the best. Like the Bears intro used to be my favorite intro until the episode fifty one intro. Like, oh, no, lads, wait. you don't listen no, to the no, rest no. of the episode. No, that's the episode fifty in intro. Because episode, episode fifty. Oh <gasps> yes. Yeah, forty nine is where we oh, fight the candy shit. king. So yeah, the um, 
episode 50 intro lads i lost my fucking mind i lost my mind it's so funny it's so good there are just there are times when i'm like i I, first of all i wasn't fishing but i will take the compliments i like (laughs) being told i'm clever um there have been moments this one was actually relatively easy the doing the rewrite of abide with me where that was about a couple of hours of recording and re-recording and trying to get it right and all that kind of stuff. And there was just like a moment where you're a really busy human and it's a Sunday afternoon and it's your one time to relax and you're recording the like sixth harmony on a stupid <laughs> bit and it's just like I don't know why I'm doing this like you know when you sort of get that out of body experience where you're just like I've I've made a mistake I'm, I'm over committed this is not artist, a good Sam. use of my time um I love the abide with me one because it's giving little hints to Sam's shameful secret past as a St Paul's choir boy yeah <laughs> how dare you out me like this sam st paul's choir boy former child actor now podcast recorder (laughs) britlister britlister look i'm very very talented famous ferguson sam famison i don't like that i'm gonna veto that i'm afraid he does have that power now so he no no i'm Uh. sorry guys He's too famous. Actually, Sam, can you give us a few? Can you give us a few lemonades? Just some, just to, just a spice around the place. <laughs> <clears throat> lemonade. Cool. Now, That's... Joe, can you give us one? Sure. Lemonade. Faye. Lemonade. Ruri. The. <laughs> Such a cunt. I know. Cool. Good bit. But yeah, the bear is fucking. I think about Ipso Bero. It's so fucking barrow. It's so barrow. Twat. Oh, fucking incredible. Um, I'm delighted. Yeah, Joe, favourite? Yeah, my favourite. Honestly, I think my favourite episode was the one where we all got drunk with Amy. Oh, that was really nice. I really liked it. It was really fun. I love the reveal that, like, she is an angel in the exact same position as Guy. That's and right. neither of them had noticed. I think that was a yeah, fun choice. It perfect. It was a very... Mm. It was It was one of those things I heard it and then I was like, oh, of course she fucking is. And yeah. yeah. And that, as with almost everything I did, I, did, I didn't plan that when I first introduced Amy. Amy was just like a character <laughs> for Guy to have someone to talk to in that initial vignette. Mm, but then perfect. like... Guy kept texting her so I had to do something with her. And I, I was delighted with that. I think it turned out great. I like so Amy. Mm. I think Amy and Guy are very fun to play off each other because they can so just go forever. Just like there's an intro where Amy and Guy are playing Never Have I Ever. The original <laughs> audio for that, I think, was about 15 minutes long and it was just me yeah. and Joe kind <laughs> yeah. of yes-anding ourselves. It's fucking great. I love Amy. I love Guy. I love their dynamic. <laughs> BFFs forever. Delightful. Perfection. Um, mine is oh god, I don't know. Honestly, the the first thing that springs to mind is that episode where um we all played like other characters, and I got to be both Liam and um, oh and, my god, um, Faye as Liam. Faye as you Liam. play Liam better than I do. You was so good. It, <laughs> it was, was incredible. it was unbelievable. It was like you were you transformed <laughs> into Liam. It was insane. Because mm. it's my favorite. Um, mm. and uh, what's his name? Rumba. Nile Roomba. Nile. Oh, business. 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 
business. That was just so much fun for me, and I was fucking mm. delighted. So, like, purely selfishly, possibly that. Um, my favourite Lucasy moment, just to be, like, something else, is when Lucas and Kat are, like, not arguing, but, like, having that, like, hushed discussion about why they haven't had sex. <laughs> it really oh. fucking made me laugh so much. <laughs> Horny cat and slightly terrified nervous, horny ter- Lucas. Yeah, mm. I, I I gotta say I absolutely love post hell Lucas because I just I I think post post car Lucas is a post car Lucas fucking joy. I I, I love I, post car Lucas. And honestly, I love the choice. I love the choice to have him <laughs> having such a good time when everyone else is in this <laughs> shitty awful, and he's just mm. trying to keep this like. He's he everything bad has already happened to him and he's yeah. kinda had to get through it. So I yeah, exactly. I just and, I just and, love him. I feel like he's really coming to his own as a character. And yeah, he's absolutely listening to his advice, which was yeah. stop being such a little bitch. Mm. And he is. Good advice. He's trying to not be such a little bitch. And honestly, great yeah. advice. And it's great. But, um, it's great for him. Yeah. So I'm gonna say he's a car, baby. And now he's a fucking car. <laughs> Not a good car. Um, horny cat is honestly another thing that I could just I be forever because I I feel like I relate to cat a lot in a lot of ways. Mm. In that I'm also I love... kind of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love horny cat so much. Um, and so does Lucas. So Aww. I'm trying to think. Oh, I had a question last year. I asked you. What do you hope for your characters over the next year? Do you remember what it was? No, I do. No, I oh, went I do. back and listened to the previous Lads on Lads because I couldn't really remember how we'd done it. And I was like, well, I'll uh, go back and see. And it was for Guy to reconnect with his dad. And mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, unbridled Great. success. Uh, well, mm. a bridled Some success. Bridled a turmeric they happened. Saw each other. <laughs> Yeah, they might still have a moment. They'll, they'll probably at some point have a moment. I'm just terrified to play Levi. I think it's been quite obvious throughout the whole thing that I'm terrified to actually bring Levi in in any way because I don't think I can be scary. And I think mm, Levi's been built up job, as like a scary, like domineering older man. And I can't pull that off, lads. Are I can you do sure creepy. It just won't be too hot. I can do um, bitchy. I cannot do scary. It's just not. Enough people who listen to this know what I look like in real life. I, I have the face of a small child. Like I can't do it. I have resting you do small get dog face. I don't think this is. I don't think this is true because I, I think I understand the reluctance to sort of bring him in, but I think I think that works very well because he shouldn't be. He's he's insanely powerful and busy. He's like we're just we're mm-hmm. one of about a thousand things he's he's got going on. I I, I have to assume. And he's a busy man. So yeah. So 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 when he turns up, it has impact because we don't see him a lot. And we don't hear from mm. them a lot. So I think that I think I think the less is more kind of thing for like if we saw Levi every day, it would be impossible for yeah. him to stay. Like every episode we were getting quests from Levi, it would be impossible. Yeah. We give him, him a cute pie nickname. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Big lad. So keep him mysterious like so mm. hire we could just hire a ringer or something, so we just record it. Just get someone who's got a good voice. Does anyone have a good scary voice? Um okay. hit me we up. Could get Miriam Margulies, my my personal um, phone number is Margulies would be great. Oh, let's get Miriam Margulies to do it. Oh my god, she'd be so good. Miriam, if you're listening, hello. Miriam, we know you're a fan. If you're listening, I have this like really strange, but honestly, it's all about love, like need and want to become really good at oil painting so that I can paint Miriam Margulies like like covered in onions. Not in a sex way. Why onions? Because she loves onions. 
Faye, you talk about this oh. so much, and I'm, I'm not because complaining. Because I want to do it. I'm I just, think it would I'm, be cool. Faye, I know. Oh, I think she'd have a really nice time if she likes onions. I think she'd have a really Miriam, nice time. if you're listening, I've got this weird rash, and I was hoping you could... <laughs> okay, Faye, for next year, yes. we're manifesting... You're going to do an oil painting of Miriam Mar- Marley's learn covered onions. How to oil paint. That's 2024. My next thing I have to learn mm. to do. Oil you painting. can do it. Anyone can do We're it. saying this is in the recording. It's going to go out it's in the in release. The 2024. Yeah. Everyone check in with Faye to see if she's managed <laughs> to do an oil painting of Mary- Miriam Margulies covered onions. Yes. Excellent. Very important. It's like, a, I'm thinking like American beauty style. Like, it's just like gorgeous and like just covering her in like. <sighs> like red and like yellow onions like onion skin scattered around the place mm. like glitter it'd be beautiful i think anyway i can't yeah. wait i just have a vision yeah. so i think she'd really appreciate that i think so too if only i was good <laughs> joe do you if you listened recently do you remember what the other lad said uh greg said he wanted to resolve stuff with danny and also <laughs> that guy so Good job. I, and I, I got no. both of those things done. Mm. I remember recording last year's Lads on Lads and when Rory said that bit, texting him going, you little cunt. Yeah, <laughs> it's so casually thrown in. Just like, he wants to resolve things with Daniel. And by that mm. point, obviously, we knew I think how he was going to resolve things with Daniel. I think you can Daniel. hear if you listen to it. And I, Joe, I'd be interested since you've listened to it recently. Shit. Do I sound like a piece of shit when I'm saying it? Because, I mean, yes. more than I mean, probably. Yes, you did. Uh... Cesspit, again, hard to say. A little bit, but also I was, like, doing DIY at the time. Yeah. So I wasn't fair. paying so... an enormous amount of ten- attention to the tone, because I... That's you fair. did. No, I, so, so, yeah, no, I, I, I tend to agree that I, I did. Yeah, I mean, it was it was extremely deliberate, because I knew... And I, I again, like Nate, I thought this was coming in, like, four or five episodes. I thought it was, there was even a decent chance that we would have recorded it before the Lads on Lads was released. Mm. So, Incredible. Um, it obviously didn't pan out that way, but... um. Yeah, um, that was that was cool. Oh, so, 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 twisting I, the knife though. Oh, yeah. you dickhead! Oof. It was fucking You're good. So mean great. to my boy, my beautiful boy. You have to understand that that that's the la- recording. The last like five ten minutes of that episode was like uh, uh, an, 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 uh, a high beyond anything I've ever experienced. I was sort of, <laughs> I was vibrating out of my chair because I knew what was going to happen right at the end. It's the only time Nate and I have ever really meaningfully planned something in the podcast. <laughs> I so, was so nervous. You drink a lot of lemonade. I do. I, I, I take a lot of lemonade intravenously. Um, I was so nervous recording that. I was literally shaking. I was so nervous mm-hmm. because it had been oh. such a build up and I was, was so worried initial. I was going to drop the ball on the delivery it's of this thing we've been building up good. to for a year. And mm. also that episode, a lot happened in that episode. Not just a lot the happened. Trial, but like Everyone got a minute. Daniel, Kat, and like yeah. so much happened. And if you listen back to the episode, there's no scene where I'm not talking. Yeah. And you can hear Oof. my voice shaking and I was fucking exhausted. Like I finished the record and then I just had to like lie down mm. in the dark because I was so overwhelmed. Uh, which sounds very silly for recording a D&D podcast. But no, like, oh no, fuck man, I was so emotions, nervous. Emotions, man. Many emotions. Many emotion. Yeah, I, I, I can't quite remember what mm. um, Artem's and Lucas's things were. I'm, I want to say Artem maybe had something about like understanding more about... Uh, Profit stuff, and I think cat came up in there mm. somewhere, but I can't remember if that was for what profit. Was. Was presumably, find cat. Yeah, that was like episode one quest get cat. Mm. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. And Lucas is almost there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think he kind of has her. He just hasn't had her, I think. <laughs> in in the biblical sense. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> or the apocalyptic bi- biblical sense. You should oh, see yeah. all the hand so, gestures they put in the Bible. Makes it Sam, cool. actually, speaking of the biblical sense, yesterday Sam um, referred <laughs> to something about people not being able to lie as like biblically accurate angels. And I think possibly <laughs> I've manifested biblically accurate <laughs> angels that Nate wrote in a podcast into the actual Bible. <laughs> Listen, sometimes it's very confusing. Is it in the Bible? Is it in this dumb podcast we do? Was it Abraham Lincoln? I can't remember. I just know that someone can't lie. The important thing is it's fun not to lie. That's the important <laughs> thing. Yes, yeah, so anyway, what's your, what are your goals for the lads this year? What do you want your, your lad to do this year? Well, first of all, which lad do you want me to answer for? Mm. Either. Both. I think Bronwyn would just like one person to be nice to her. <laughs> just one single person who's not a horse. Uh... Artem will kill Bronwyn. <laughs> Lucas will help. <laughs> oh, brutal, brutal. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think, I think for for Guy, I'm I'm not sure really. Like it's uh, as I've been sort of like thinking about this a bit lately, and like he doesn't really have anything that's kind of keeping him on Earth now. Like so, yeah, I I don't know. Doesn't he care about the other lads? He's known the other lads for a month and like a significant amount Three of months. that time was them like uh being kind of weird to him about him being a demon, like right at the beginning. Like it went on for a little while and it's kind of like hmm. I don't Is that know true? If... I don't think so. I don't remember that. I think yeah. was pretty fucking I, I, cool I'm listening to like the podcast right now because again DIY. I need a thing, like, and I'm right at the beginning. And the lads only stop being like weird about guy being a demon in like episodes eight, nine, ten. Like to be that's fair, I think that was like that four like to five days. days into the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think episodes eight was ep- like three three days. Would you like me to check the timeline? Well, I can oh. check the timeline. Yeah, because it's that's also... three or four days when the world has just ended and we've just found out not only are demons real, but this guy is one of them. I feel yeah. like, honestly, do, getting so. okay with that within a week is pretty fucking good going. I think so. <laughs> I don't want to be like, I don't yeah, want to derail like... this, but yeah. Also, we keep meeting other demons who want to kill us, um, which yeah. is, you know, difficult. And, and we've also have, we've also known we... Guy for four months, not not one, because um, we exactly. had that ninety day period where we were cycling through hell. <laughs> so that's yeah, true. I feel like we all so, forget so, about the ninety yeah. day period where you were cycling through hell. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Also, so weren't we like in eternity? Oh, you also did spend eternity in a void. Exactly. Yeah. yeah like Guy is a, a character who has been alive since the beginning of time. Mm. Four months is not a huge amount of time i mean how long did you know danny for six like about a year like a year six months to a year we were we fudged that timeline i mean well there you go then if if he's known us for four months and he knew danny for six months then i think (laughs) i think that people who've repeatedly attempted to save your life and have and repeatedly succeeded in saving your life and repeatedly succeeded you know probably lads lives matter Probably weren't to be cared about a little bit. Sam. I'm just saying. 
Oh, it does care, but like, <laughs> you know. I'm getting you a Lads Lives Matter yeah. flag. It's like, if you, if you look at like, what is like, out, outstanding in, in his life, it's like, the options are sort of, save the world, go back to the lads, all of that. But like, Earth isn't his world. And his other option is like, get vengeance on Levi and Helgreg, which would take him back to hell. So, well, yeah. Do you know, do you know who could help with that? Oh, I, I think mine might technically be a small spoiler but I want to share it anyway because Dude. I think it's fun mm-hmm. um, I think Artem's goal currently is to kill God <laughs> cool <laughs> oh my god there's a guy who could have really helped you with that <laughs> yeah he was a bit weird though I didn't trust him <laughs> why not dodgy Lucas I would like for Lucas to um, at some point I think it would be cool for him to like have therapy um, like, just be like, you know what? I, I know like a guy would... who could help you with that too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like it would really work for him. Um, I think that would be cool. I think it would be great if he could ever see um, Homeward Bound: The Incredible Journey again. I think that would be really nice. Oh. That would be really good um, for him emotionally. Help, it could help me. I think that would be nice. Um, I think it would be really great if, honestly, he he needs to like rescue Liam. That's super important for him. Um, he'd love to see Guy again. He misses him. He loved him very much. Cares Aww. about him. Um, and also, obviously, he wants to uh, have sex with his girlfriend, who he's been in love with for years. So <laughs> that would be nice, too. I think. Now he's like, I already didn't go to heaven. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> also, I, like, killed angels and been an owl. I've killed, I've like... killed angels and I'm only equivalent to a mid-range sedan. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, what am I... <laughs> exactly. Can I ask a related question? Because of something you just yes. said. Does Lucas regret his time going to church? Ooh. Um, Ooh. Lucas doesn't regret his time going to church. However, he now feels like he didn't get to develop enough to kind of work out what was more most important to focus on so like the amazing things that happened for lucas in church is that he found like family and he found um self-worth a bit of self-worth through things that he could do while at the church so like Mm, he was able to throw himself into you know the community he was able to get over like a bit of shyness and like was able to find a way to do stuff for people and you know he got to meet friends and stuff like that which he absolutely would never regret no matter what but obviously now that he knows what he knows he's like "Mm, if only i hadn't been so fucking naive because of like how sheltered and sad i was then i probably would have been able to think a bit further and everything but i think Mm. luckily for lucas because he wasn't ever in a church that was like you're a fucking bad person and and it's bad to like have fun and love people and whatever because he was never mm. in that kind of church he doesn't have the like regret he's just like oh well it turns out that like some demons are nice and some angels are fucking cunts but i also i could have been fucking like this whole time um, <laughs> but i think a lot of the thing with lucas and that was like his self-worth was so low and also he was absolutely terrified um would yeah. never in a million years have thought that like cat would or should ever be with him because he's his he had like zero self-worth um but yeah now he's just like fuck it i'm better than a bit of a shit car so we're we gonna do <laughs> nice <laughs> might as well get laid <laughs> might as well get laid we'll see we'll see if it ever happens <laughs> what about greg what does greg want this year 
Yeah, I think I think old Greg, uh, the current Greg, the Greg that we have. I think what I want for him is to find a way to be okay with the actual person that he really is. Because the thing is that, like, um, the way he per- like perceived this was very much that Daniel, who is essentially like his brother, shows up and basically tells him, "Hey, you're a sort of." caricature slash pale shadow of the person that I loved and I can barely stand to look at you let alone be around you um sorry mate and so I think what he kind of needs is I think he needs to develop an understanding of that that Daniel is you know Daniel wasn't wrong from his perspective, but I think fundamentally he was wrong. That the thing, the thing about Greg is that much as he is a piece of shit, he is actually a person, and um, I think yeah, yeah. Um, he is... at least fifty percent of one. Yeah, he's, he's like he's like he rounding up. But yeah, like um, I don't know. I think kind of thematically, I think the interesting thing is whether you know we have a lot of characters who don't have souls, so clear, but are still people. So clearly. <laughs> Clearly, having a soul or having a whole soul or having a you know, a, having your own soul or whatever—that's yeah, not the defining feature of being a person or being a good person. So, I think understanding <laughs> that is, yeah. Sorry, I just realised—is Artem the only lad with a soul? I think so. Yeah. Uh, maybe. 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 Yeah. Oh yeah, right at the moment. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and turmeric. But um, I think um, what I'd like for him is is to to be able to understand himself as a person beyond outside of the lens of daniel and um probably other people as well um new greg i mean i don't know where new greg is i he was zapped away mid-sentence and I he doesn't want shit up. so maybe he's been maybe he is atomized maybe he's been scattered to every corner of the universe or maybe he's just he's he's kicking back in hell or maybe he's back in the ubliate or i guess he, maybe he's yeah, in he's in the for a while. yeah. He, he could be any anywhere but i think probably if he is still I guess alive, if that's a term that makes any sense for for him at the moment. Um, I think he doesn't have the faintest idea what he wants because I think he just got every single thing that he ever wanted, and it turned out that it didn't actually make him happy because it never sort of that that kind of the thought of killing Daniel was all in the anticipation and the yeah. Mm. So Classic sort of an shit. edging situation. <laughs> yes, that was what I meant. Um no, uh, Joe, I liked your I liked your fairy tale analogy until Nate came in with the edging situation one, which I'm afraid to say is a much better analogy. So I am gonna have to go with that. <laughs> I'm unappreciated in my time. <laughs> I'm too appreciated in my time. It's not good for me. Honestly, yeah. Nathan, what do you want for the lads? What does yes. turmeric want for the lads? Oh, what oh does God, turmeric what does want, for the lads? want for the lads? What what does turmeric want for for him? Yeah, mm, that's a good point. Turmeric, I think honestly, turmeric's just going on vibes. He's going on vibes. He nice. was only bequeathed a soul at the point of the apocalypse, and so everything's very new for him. And he just wants to find who he is and become greater than just a horse. A purely and maybe he will. Ungulate. He's always been greater than just a horse to me. We better not, this isn't like Princess and the Frog situation, right? <gasps> Lucas will kiss him. 
I mean, you can if you like, but he is just, he is a it horse. It could be a like, Shrek situation a where you kiss and him is... and you turn into a horse. Oops, all horses. Austin was secretly a horse this whole time. Oh my God. And then we could all do our turmeric voices. Oh God. Shotgun not editing that episode. <laughs> Absolutely not. Everyone is sitting at the opposite side of the room from their mics. <laughs> okay, but Pitch, if Turmeric does want to find out who he is, maybe we could find a nice friendly druid or something who could turn us all into horses for an episode. So we could do like a stag dude, but for Turmeric. Oh wow, imagine dude. knowing a, a druid. Dude? Wow, imagine that. Yeah, imagine that. Who do you think would help with that? Yeah, if only we had a powerful druid who liked us. Honestly, I forgot that Bronwyn was a druid. In my head, Bronwyn is uh, uh, one of those celestial cleric things because she was into star signs. I, I actually know several stars, Druid. That does make sense. You do know a powerful Druid, just FYI. Didn't she get Ooh. taken to... Oh, yeah. You know more than one Druid. <laughs> no, that's the Keeper. The Keeper. Yeah. The Keeper's a Druid. The Keeper's a Druid. Yeah. She didn't get taken. The Archivist yeah. got She taken. didn't get taken. It's the Archivist yeah. who got killed. I think the Keeper might have been a Ranger. I'm saying this like I roll druid? stats for... I probably. Yeah. I don't Either roll way. stats for stuff. Yeah, who needs them? Not us, ever. Um, you'll work it out eventually. Mm-hmm. Speaking of turmeric, Nate, who is your favourite NPC? My favourite NPC? Yes. Oh, yes. God. Is turmeric. I think, okay, yeah. I think my favourite NPCs to play are turmeric and Liam, largely mm-hmm. because oh my it's God, very easy to get a laugh yes. when you're doing either turmeric or Liam's voices mm-hmm. and because they all, they do... A good line in like insane non sequiturs, which are just doubly funny when they're coming from a giant horse or a small boy. So, those are my favorite NPCs to play, hands down. I think my favorite NPC in terms of character was Daniel. Like, I just I put mm. a lot of work into Daniel. Mm. Rip. Uh, rip to that guy. Honestly, like I was really sad to kill off Daniel. Like I've had Daniel dying <laughs> even before the Greg betrayal plan. I've had Daniel dying as a plan for the majority of the podcast we talked about it before we even started yeah no it was like there was always that thing the idea was like he was gonna show up he was Mm. gonna be hyper competent and like he would sort of set us on our quest and then immediately get killed yeah my initial Mm. plan was daniel was gonna die in the pilot and then i was i kept him around because i was like i need something for you guys to have as like an initial aim was like Mm. the the thing keeping Mm -hmm. you together was you all knew daniel and then I've talked before about like you thinking me having the plan of Daniel being an ally and then you thinking he was mean mm. and then making him an antagonist. And he just ended up like evolving a lot. But I had a plan from about episode 14 that I was going to build up Daniel being an antagonist who was like tracking you down. And then I dropped in the thing of like Greg being able to know where Daniel was so that you could kind of see mm-hmm. this sort of like looming threat catching up to you. Mm. And mm. then I was just going to have his body dumped out the back of a van. Oh my god! That was my original yeah. Daniel death plan. So I'd had it like I, I'd never had a plan for Daniel to survive, but mm. I was really sad when I killed him because I put a lot into mm. his life and his backstory and his character and making him into yeah. this kind of like fucked up, traumatized little asshole who was a terrible person, but like was really, really for trying his reasons. best not to be, but like fundamentally mm-hmm. was just broken. Mm. Mm. Uh, so yeah favourite character in terms of actual character writing Daniel favourite character to play 
terrific and Liam, hands down. Yeah. Speaking of those voices, are there any uh, exciting new voices in 2024 that we can look forward to? Mm. I don't fucking know, man. I'll learn a new voice. I'll work one out. I can only do five character (laughs) voices. Can we have an Italian NPC? No. Oregano. No. (laughs) I've given you several French NPCs. Oregano. Timur's cousin. I'm a little pony. I am very, very bad at... Um, human voices, but I'm quite good at animal sounds, so maybe you'll get more um, animals. Do goat. Do goat. Meh! <laughs> <laughs> very good. And very then a sheep is lower, sheep. so a sheep is meh. Meh. Yeah, that's right. This is very good. Yeah. That was a very good one. Love it. Can we have a duck? Um, I could do a good duck. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> You've been practicing the duck for a while, and I'm, I'm glad oh, that I you like finally got it. <laughs> I'm just going to get up right close up on the mic and do my pig noise for you. Oh, yeah. Stop it, I'll come. <laughs> Zoom cut that the fuck out, but I'm excited to hear it. Mm. That's a nice one for the editor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my, my strongest animal noise is a chicken by, by far. Mm. Like, no contest. It's pretty good chicken. Mm, a chicken. It's very nice. Chicken. Pretty decent. Let me do a whale. Shall we? <laughs> Should we do some fan question? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, look, actually, uh, I do have one question which I would like Ooh. to ask, which is a cause problems question. Yes, nice. Uh, who's everybody's least favourite NPC? Oh, that's not... Ooh. <laughs> it, like, in, for, for the characters or for us? Kind of like, you know, is there, is there anybody who, like, uh, we interact with and you're just like, oh, this person's like mean to me in particular not this cunt <laughs> i mean everyone's yeah, exactly. mean to everyone's mean to greg um and rightly so <laughs> but um i guess like i don't know if there's necessarily anyone who's particularly now i mean obviously it was daniel yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> for reasons that were yeah. pretty, honestly pretty good yeah, you took and, care of that one da- well yeah i did and daniel i mean the thing is like um honestly going back to what they were saying about daniel that i i like the fact that I like the way they've kind of developed because Daniel and Greg ended up have ended up being obviously in very, many ways very very different but in some ways very very similar because they are both fundamentally broken in some way and the um I I quite like the fact that Daniel the way I interpret it whether this is how Daniel would have felt about it if he thought about it I don't know but Greg and Daniel are both these I think Daniel hates old Greg or hates Greg in general because he hates himself and he thinks at some level he did this and this is really kind of what he is. Mm. Not not in the literal sense, but in that in the kind of Greg is maybe the truest reflection of him. And so in that way, I'm glad he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Artem hates that demon that sent us to hell. Oh yeah, Moloch. Moloch. Oh, I mean, that's yeah. fair. Moloch. Moloch has just kind yeah. of he did trap us for ninety days. He's a dick. And then he did, and then trapped, trapped us again. for eternity. You know, he really fucked us. Mor- Moloch really. We should. Yeah. You know what we should do? We should go back and like, let's give up on the killing God thing, and instead <laughs> we'll go and we'll we'll fuck fuck Moloch up. Honestly, Moloch has inflicted more combined suffering on the lads mm-hmm. than any other. Entity. Oh yeah, this is true. Mm. This is true. It's just all of a sudden a throwaway joke. <laughs> and he did battle royale. The, mm. the, the, um, yeah. boys. The cannibal rats. The cannibal, the cannibal rat. The rat cannibals. Machine <laughs> meat suits. 
Oh, Rebels. yeah. Oh, if we're going okay. back to last year, though, then we have to talk about Daddy Long Legs. We're not willing to do that yet. Oh, yeah, Daddy Long Legs. Okay, first of all, shut original. the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, or I suppose uh, the oh the horrible the fucking the saint. Ooh, creepy. Ooh, creepy, creepy motherfucker. Creepy. The fuck is going on there? Anyway, yeah, yeah. Lucas is afraid. <laughs> yeah, see, uh, for the guy, I think it's cat. Cat is <gasps> mean to guy well, in a huge so. way. Yeah, cat's mean to guy. I think cat's I just think fucking the guy that dance that guy's in love with. I mean, by the time that they uh, reunited, that had very much stopped. But no, like, she, she blurted out, like, his big personal secret in front of everybody. And when he was like, hey, what the fuck? She was like, yeah, deal with it. Like, that's pretty shitty. We all knew, though, didn't we? Yeah. Yes. Not at that point, no. Like, Greg knew, but, like, and you guys might have picked up on it, but Guy wanted to keep that yeah, I, to himself. Like, I don't, I'd interpreted it as, we all, it was an open secret, but it was also, like... Guy had never said it, and so yeah. I mean, I mean, I think that's true. Mm. But I also think that she like. I mean, Guy had never said um, it because he didn't. He didn't want you to know. And I remember. He... I now remember everyone else going, "Yeah, obviously." And then I played it as Artem had no idea because Artem doesn't. Well, know. yeah, Artem yeah, would yeah, have yeah. no idea. Yeah, yeah. Fair. fair, fair, fair. Um, yeah, yeah. Well. I think they get that. I think Cat. Cat is very capable and competent, and acts without thinking. A hundred and one percent of the time. Yeah, no. I think Cat is mean to Artem. I don't think Cat's mean to Artem. I think there's been a few points where Artem's been like, "Hey, this thing's really traumatized me," and Cat's just been like, "Yep, yeah, well, deal with it." <laughs> I feel like Cat yeah. and Artem have been mean to each other in a siblingy way. Yeah, mm. I think that's true. I, th- I think I think it's a siblingy way, but I also, as an only I child, I think there's a fundamentally kind of. I think it says it's not just a siblingy way. I think there's something fundamental about the way they were raised and they were brought up yeah. that is that leads them to behave in that manner rather than I mean, again that's that's the way I've always interpreted it whether that is deliberately the case I don't know yeah I always figured it was a, a sibling thing but then I was like but maybe that's because I'm an only child <laughs> um, yeah I think Kat and Artem are it's a combination of a sibling thing but also like they are both extremely emotionally stunted mm-hmm. yeah 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 i quite like the way that Kat and Artem have shaken out because I think it mm-hmm. it works that they have been traumatised mm. by the same parents and it's manifested in different ways where Artem has mm-hmm. like retreated into himself and Kat is just barreling ahead absolutely steadfastly mm. refusing to acknowledge anything ever so mm-hmm. like to my mind the like her blurting out guy being in love with Kat with Daniel was because her husband or her fiance had very obviously been in mutually in love with this guy that they'd known for six months yeah. and they'd been had the three of them had been hanging out and she was just having she was refusing to acknowledge that she was upset by that like that's kind right. of when she that's how i kind of interpret or that's what i have in my mind when cat does stuff like that Mm. And when people say stuff and she's really dismissive, it's because she is absolutely refusing. She's like, nope, that's upsetting. We're moving on. Yeah. Like that's yeah. in my mind how I've been playing Kat. That Kat's just like, Kat is, she's mean, but it's because she's thoughtless because she's trying to like avoid mm. thinking about difficult things because you ca- because of like how she was raised that she was like the peacekeeper. So if a difficult subject comes up, she's like, yep, cool. We'll move on from that. That's fine. That's cool. We're all cool with that. That's all totally fine. Let's move on. Ha ha ha. I mean, makes a lot of sense. It's interesting. 
I've I've always interpreted her slightly differently to that. Maybe, but maybe that's just because of how I'm thinking about Artem. Like I was always interested in how they seem to have a lot of similarities, where you can see that thing of like, just say the thing. So it's like I feel mm-hmm. like both mm-hmm. of them. But so maybe it's for completely different reasons. But both of them do the thing where it's that thing of like. I'm just going to say the thing that we're all thinking and everyone's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck are you talking about? And it's like, were well, we mm-hmm. not all thinking that? Oh, like, well, that, I mean, Artem's pretty mean too. Of... Like he's, he's come out with some stuff. <laughs> he can be. Yeah, I think he's, he's yeah. I, I just, I always think Artem's, uh, Artem misjudges stuff a lot. Mm. He's just not good yeah. with people. So I don't think he's actively ever trying to hurt people. I think mm-hmm. he's just yeah. wrong sometimes where he just says stuff and it's like, no, yeah, he's got wrong. no social skills. He's also quite young, yeah. and I think I think quite yeah. often when what beyond just beyond being sort of um, like socially oblivious, I think a lot of the time again, so maybe I'm interpreting it rather than, but um, I I've always thought the way you play him, Sam, is that he is he affects an attitude of being very worldly and very knowledgeable. In many ways, he is, and there are many things he has a great deal of knowledge about, um, but in at his core, he is actually he's he's like twenty and he's quite naive, and quite and there's a lot oh, yeah. of, and there are a lot of aspects of the world. He's he's grown up very rich and he's had a lot of very hard things happen to him with very difficult per, like family life. But also there are lots of areas where he's quite oblivious, and that's mm, yeah, hundred percent. And I, I really like that about him. I think he's a, I think it's a really cool character choice. I think he's. I honestly yeah. like I like the way all the characters have shaken out. Is like. None of the characters are necessarily good people, but none of them are bad mm. people. Like they are all yeah. flawed and doing yeah. their best. Like no one's trying to play their character as like perfect and flawless and like <laughs> an angel who's never done anything wrong. Everyone is like all the characters have like shitty little things they do for various reasons, mm. but also like mm. are fundamentally well meaning, with the exception possibly of New Greg. <laughs> I mean, there there is a very neat segue here, just really quickly into the first question we had from Jade. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh yes, yes. Let's. But yeah, it was just that that first question that we've got written down was that looking back to two years ago, are the lads where anyone expected them to be? Right. And mm. I think like the thing that I've really enjoyed as a player is seeing everyone take risks and take chances <laughs> and let story go and find new things. So whether that's, mm. you know, um, Lucas evolving after, you know, getting some traumatic news and going, oh, okay, hang on, I'm going to use this and do something with it. Guy just straight up leaving. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a big choice. And I think, like, yeah. I love that everyone in this group is willing to take big swings. I think it's really yeah. fun. Um, yeah. It means that it never, it never feels stale to me. I'm always like, cool, <laughs> anything could fucking happen. Um, and people will just <laughs> roll with it. Yeah. yeah, I love that. So in answer, I don't think anyone's where I expected them to be. <laughs> yeah. no, definitely. Oh, absolutely. Not. So the other part of that question is, uh, I'd like to know how much of the current state of play was planned from the start as part of Nate's master plan, and how much of the plot <laughs> has had to be changed, dropped, or created afresh. <laughs> All of it, obviously. <laughs> All of it. Planned. I have always been very clear throughout I don't have a plan I have loose ideas of things that I'm very willing to drop and change and pick up like I have specific plot points that I'm like like obviously we talked about the the Greg Daniel betrayal thing Mm -hmm. I had like Cat the Admiral stuff like that I had in place but like I've never had a master plan everything has changed so much from what I thought it was going to be when we started um which I love because it's so much better than it would have been because 
I'm not I'm not telling a story and having like my four friends act out the story in my head. Mm-hmm. It's like mm. a collaborative story that five people are telling and all of you are very, very good at like story and character and improv and role playing and it works out much better that way. So like it didn't work out anything like what I thought it would be because what I would have come up with wouldn't have been anywhere near as good as what everyone came up with together. That's really wanky, but (laughs) that was a really wanky way of covering up the fact that I don't have a fucking plan. I'm just saying stuff. I say stuff (laughs) and then I work out what that means after the fact. A skill in and of itself, frankly. I, um, I live to improv (laughs) because I don't, um, plan anything. Sorry, I just thought this that just made me think of like another thing this is just out of left field that I absolutely fucking loved about the pod this year is that episode where you told us we were gonna improv and everyone sounded like they wanted to kill themselves except Apart I was from you. so excited. <laughs> because I, I was like delicious. Yeah, was oh god, the sheer panic you induced in me. Like part of that was a character choice which I made because Bronwyn has minus one charisma. And part of that was me just being like shit, I am not good enough at this. I've just got to crash and burn. I I think it, it worked out really well. Like I'd like I feel like everyone improved in the way that they would. Like, I liked that Bronwyn wasn't... Like, it was funny because she wasn't improving well. Like, it worked really well. It was great. Mm. Sorry, that just reminded me of it and it made me laugh. I fucking loved that episode. I had loads of fun. It's so funny. <laughs> so fucking Okay, funny. next question. What is each lad's favourite fanfiction trope? Prince <gasps> Lovers. Ovs. 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 The fuck else would it be for Lucas? Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. Oh my god, and there was only one bed. Oh Honestly, no. I think for Greg it is only one bed. <laughs> mm. For Bronwyn, it's any kind of like hurt comfort stuff, I think. Oh, of course it is. She's a 19 year old girl. Know you know it is. Artem's, <laughs> uh, Artem's, I think, is similar to Lucas's, but with a very important difference, which is uh, it's more of an enemies to allies. Oh, cute. Uh, he's definitely not. He, he's not looking up uh, mm. any erotic fanfiction. <laughs> he is much more interested in, in tactics sort of you know like the people who get really into stuff and they're like okay we've written the story where we've made the bad guy a good guy but only because they have to come together to be the even bigger bad guy Mm. nice oh i do like that that's a good Mm. trope i also like the power creep of we have to go back to the bad guy from three seasons ago to help us because now they're kind of shit by comparison to the you're like you're Loki, you're Spike from Buffy. Oh, delicious. I love it. They go back and they get them in jail and they're there like lounging. Oh, and they're always like so doinks. <laughs> this is pretty much true for every single genre TV show that lasts longer than two seasons. It even happens in yeah. Ocean's oh, Eleven. Oh. Yum, yum, yum. Yeah. Delicious. Love it every time. I think for Guy, though, it's a coffee shop at you. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> That's because yeah. it's exciting for Guy. Like, coffee shop is still novel. I feel like yeah. Guy has never had a macchiato, but he loves saying it. <laughs> Adorable. Maybe that's what we need for Guy for the next um, the next year. It's just He's Guy a trying a series of nice little drinks. I love Aww. that. <laughs> it's just like Guy has a milkshake. Look, a lot's happened Aww. to Guy. Maybe he just needs like a chill point where like every episode Guy has a new snack. Love I love Aww. that idea. I has he had a cinnamon roll yet? I bet. I bet he'd like a cinnamon. He's, roll. he's had a cinnamon roll. Okay, good. Well, I'm just checking. Thank God. Um, would any of the lads go to space if they could? Bronwyn, no. 
guy, yes, if space was like Star Wars. I assume it is. I've seen the documentaries. Yeah, no, so weirdly, Artem's is the same as Guy's. <laughs> Artem is super up for space, would really want to go for space, but looks at the current state of space travel and is just like, do you really want me to trust fucking Elon Musk? Well, like, yeah, absolutely fair. not. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's, he's like, if we lived a few hundred years in the future, yes, space travel. But right now, fuck no. Yeah. I feel like they're approaching it um, from very different directions, though, because mm. Artem's just like, well, I mean, the technology is just not there, and like, I don't want to have to sacrifice my comforts, whereas Guy is just like, can I have a go on a lightsaber? Also a fact. I mean, fair. Honestly. I can get yeah. Guy a lightsaber. It's got long sword stats. He made oh, one he did. when he um, cast light on a stick, well, which is essentially a lightsaber. Hmm. I don't think Lucas would go, because he'd be like, but what about the ocean? I think the ocean is what more about interesting. The I think it's more interesting. We'd rather go to the ocean to if you had a choice. There's so much of the ocean that's unexplored. The ocean. Yeah, ocean's not on offer, Lucas. Yeah, I know. Make but your fucking I, choice. Like, space space or not. If we learn anything from 2023, it's that you you don't. <laughs> you gotta be go fucking explore careful. Explore the ocean like I did. You see, if they if they only had globe of invulnerability, they would have been Sorry. fine. Sorry, Lucas wouldn't have gone to the ocean in a fucking bath tie with a GameCube controller. Actually, <laughs> go in a fucking but at the same hole. fucking time. It was not as good as a GameCube <laughs> Excuse me. controller. It was a Logitech PlayStation 2 controller. <laughs> That's Sorry. an entirely different question. It was a fine. Mad Cat's N64 controller, the one you give to your friend when you've got more than one other person coming around. <laughs> well, either way, um, I don't think Lucas would bother going to space because he'd be like, okay, yeah, but when I'm up there... Like, who's going to take care of Peter Paul and Mittens? I'm going to be up there for fucking ages. No, they'll all be in tiny sick. little astronaut helmets. Okay, then we'll go. Fine. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Salt. Mm, salt. Well, that does change things. Salt. Astrocat. Greg's already been to space. Do you know what? Catstronaut. <laughs> I'm sorry, let's just uh, take a pause there. Do you want to say that again, Rory? Oh, uh, Greg's already been to space. <laughs> yeah, no further questions. Sure. So, um, sure. just pull up the next one. Went with Big Keith. Wait, wait, wait. Can I ask, has Big Keith been to space? What? Has Big Keith been to space? <laughs> Don't worry. So, what was the next question? I'm gonna fucking break your legs, world. <laughs> Love <Aww>. you. <laughs> um, okay, so this one is specifically for Faye. Um, oh no, this was specifically not for Faye. Oh, okay. That's that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. Good. yourself. <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's, yeah. yeah. Hey Faye. Uh, hey Faye. Do you want this? Tough fucking shit. Do you want it? Fuck you. How the turntables. No. <laughs> anyway, what type of car would each lad be? <laughs> oh, okay, <God>. fair. <laughs> oh, Bronwyn's a Fiat Five Hundred. <laughs> oh, that's a. Yeah, that's that's good. I don't know what that is. It's like the most white girl car you can imagine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. Mm. Artem would be a Jeep, but specifically like one of those new Jeeps that they make for being in the city. So it's not actually designed for going out oh, into God. the country and being useful. I fucking um, hate But those. it's got the branding. Greg's mm. Greg's also a Fiat, but it's a Fiat Panda from the like um, oh, the mid nineties. Yeah. <laughs> my grandma had my grandma had that exact car. <laughs> my uncle did briefly, and and it, it's it's it's. <laughs> It's got a door that's an obviously different colour to the rest of the car. Oh, that's and, that's, yeah. Yeah. That and it turns out later on that actually, you know when they have a chop shop and they just cut two cars in half and they stick them together yeah. to make one working car? Perfect. I mean, yeah, by definition. I don't know what kind of car guy would be, though. 
Hmm. I feel like car guy would be one of those like little, not quite a sports car, but one of those like little stylish looking city cars that you probably shouldn't take on the motorway too far. Yeah. Can I pitch something for Guy? Sure. Can I pitch that Guy's car is the car that was kind of like the main cool character's car in whatever was the last film he saw. So like after they saw Back to the Future, it was a DeLorean. And after they saw the after they saw Jurassic Park, it was one of the Jurassic Park Jeeps. And after they saw like Fast and Furious, it was one of those cars. After he saw cars, (laughs) it was a car. (laughs) After he saw planes. (laughs) After he saw the railway children, it was a child. You know, that's the whole thing. to be clear guy does know what a vehicle is here like come on now no no we just think it's cute (laughs) um okay this question is for me and the question is does levi fuck um (laughs) that's a good question and you know what it's a mystery (laughs) i think he does but i don't think he does that much Nate's discussed okay. this with me and I believe with various other people on, on this call and I have been I, honestly just I've He's been, been baffled by the whole thing. It's the just question has really into thrown disarray him. all week. Um <laughs> I've just been in crisis. Okay, I've thought about it. He does fuck. Okay. But not with the same frequency or enthusiasm as like Guy or Ash or Dagon, because to him it's kind of like that sort of menial. That's like, mm-hmm. he's too busy and important to do that. It's beneath him, like the person he's fucking. Quite literally, yeah. <laughs> but he does have a long-term partner. Interesting. Yeah. Mum. <laughs> Interesting. So I'll leave you with that. Um, and a follow-up for Joe. How does Guy feel about his dad fucking? <laughs> Guy doesn't really mind. It's uh, yeah. like, I feel like... Uh, Guy, uh, well, he well he has a lot of sex. Like, sex as a a thing is maybe not as important to him as people might think. So, like, you know, as far as he's concerned, like Levi's sex life is very much Levi's business. I do think, however, that like in my head, in my head, there was a definite moment, like right after um, Levi became Guy's dad, where Guy was like, look. Do you want to do this as like a single parent thing? Should I be looking for another mum, a a dad, like whatever, you know, like what do you want here? And then like Levi just stared at Guy until he left the room. <laughs> like that's yes. my head cannon. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Okay, next question, also for Nate. How long had you planned the whole the Rossies traded Lucas Lucas's soul for a car <laughs> about a minute a second and a half before I opened my mouth and said it? Delicious. That just came, that was. Hear up. it when you when it when you when you oh, break while you're saying and like not it. a very good or whatever it was it, the, the <laughs> phrase he uses. It's, I pulled that it's out of my arsehole so on the spot because I think we all I, we 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 must have cut a lot of laughter from that because I think we we all laughed for like a minute and a half. Yeah, solid. it's fucking good because <laughs> we were all separately else we were all very tense and it was. Well, that's the <laughs> thing, like. Like I said before, I was so fucking nervous oh, with that whole episode. So and like I had the end of it planned and was suddenly conscious that I had to still do a full episode. And it was like kind of, I've been referring to that episode as like a series finale because like so much mm. happened. 
And when Lucas asked Kat, like, because the whole thing with Kat is that she spent her time learning as much as she can about vessels, so she would know mm. this, like, why he became a vessel. I just had to fucking blag it, man. And I didn't want it to be a big, heavy, like, oh, to for the sake of your brother or something. I didn't want it to be like, yeah. oh, your brother was dying and they sold your soul to save your yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. I liked mm. the idea that it wasn't that they were, like, seeing him as this, like, sacrificial lamb for the favoured child. It was just like, ugh. He's just kind of around, like he wasn't even that important. <laughs> no, and I, th- I think it was, f- and I think it was such a fun turning point for Lucas because I feel like I had been for ages trying to like drop in like possible Lucas plot points, and Faye was just like, just happily not eating them and just keeping going, <laughs> and then fucking oh, Lucas. No. The two things that were like the the really good Lucas plot points were guy Greg telling him to stop being such a little bitch, mm-hmm. and then him being a car and it was fucking beautiful it was so much again like so much better than anything i could have actually planned it just worked out <laughs> so nicely um but yeah that was pulled out of my ass and like the way that Faye reacted to that like mm-hmm. as lucas phenomenal like such a turning point for lucas's character absolutely mm. loved Delighted. postcard lucas Delighted. Oh, so good i like to think that at some point in the like little time skip after that episode um he and cat went for a trip to go and see the car Oh my god! He, oh, I. Do you know dick. what? In that brain space, it is canon that they went to like a boot or something and got a portable camera, and a portable camera. Do you know what I mean? Disposable is the disposable word. Disposable camera, yeah, because they're all portable. Uh, disposable camera and like took well, a fucking shit ton. Shut the fuck <laughs> up! Took a shit ton of pictures of Lucas like posing with the car, like. There's like a full photo shoot of him. Pointing at the car. Like one of (laughs) those siblings, you know those like 90 sibling ones where he's, but except that because it's a car, he's just lying on the hood, like with his, with his head in his hands, like, and then they did a car wash photo shoot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like where maybe they've both got like the same jumper on, except that you can't put a jumper on a car, but do you know what I mean? There's just a jumper lying on the top of the car. Yeah, laid flat. (laughs) Exactly. Like that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking they did. And that makes me really happy. That's like a nice place for them. Okay, this is another one for me. They've just all clubbed up the date questions. This is the last one for me before there's some for others. Did your plans for Daniel change over time? Like he said some kind of mean shit to Guy, even though he's supposedly in love with him. Was that always the idea? Two parts to this. Firstly, yes, absolutely. My plans for Daniel changed constantly in loads of different ways. I had so many different plans for Daniel, and I love what it ended up with, but uh, yeah initially he was going to be an ally then he was going to be an antagonist and then he was just kind of in the middle and then he uh, died but also <laughs> he has not said some mean shit to guy he said some mean shit to greg he has mm-hmm. not said some mean shit to guy you're just he sensitive next <laughs> question for Faye. yeah lucas has gone on quite the emotional journey and learning things <laughs> about his family Initially, he seemed outwardly to be trying to see the positives in his shitty childhood. What's been going through his mind as he meets Sonny in hell, finds out he's not as good as a car, etc. I think the whole thing about Lucas trying to kind of rationalise his shitty childhood is that he was very much uh, still in the mindset of, and that's what I deserved, you know, like, because I'm a piece of shit, essentially. Um, And like, he's been working his way out of that. A little bit, so he's less like, oh, my parents were probably nice, you know, to like, hey, it actually doesn't matter what kind of uh, child I was, because guess what? You shouldn't be a cunt to a child, like, no matter what. Yeah. Like, you probably Mm. just shouldn't be garbage to children. Like, 
no matter what, just like do not do that. Um, and I think he's kind of started to come round to that way of thinking. So that's that's changed a little bit. I think meeting Sunny in hell was kind of. I don't think he's. I think that's one of the things he needs to go to therapy about, because um, you know, obviously, like as a child, the Sunny he remembers is like terrifying, cruel, and awful, and also had his parents' favour no matter what. So like that's not great. Um, but that Sunny that he saw there was kind of. You know, a a fourteen year old boy or whatever. So that's that's also in his head. He's like, it's the same as as with Lucas. Like you can't. It, it's not that. Well, as far as I'm aware, it's not that he's literally evil. It's that he was fucking garbage. And like some teenagers are fucking garbage, and that it is what it is. Maybe he mm. is evil. Who knows? But we've yet to find out. I think I already. I think I initially just did envision that maybe he was kind of not a very cool person. <laughs> like to say it in a in a chill way um but like you know not everybody is just bad and not everybody is just good so it's kind of difficult to to decide but yeah seeing seeing him in that kind of situation has definitely kind of frightened lucas because then he he has that whole and is it my fault that he's there which is kind of what he's been terrified of this whole time what we read about in his book you know, with like put him into hell, he's still kind of afraid. He's like, Who the fuck sent him to hell for me? etc. So, um I guess he'll explore it in therapy and maybe we'll find out this year. <laughs> We're just gonna have a whole episode that's just Lucas in therapy. Honestly. I think he I think it we would should hire him a therapist. Yeah, fuck it. That's actually a very funny idea. We should get a guest in to do therapy on a the A guest lab. therapist. A guest yeah, yeah, yeah. therapist. We all do it one at a time. Look, I think actually this but... is the first time or coming up to the first time all the la- all of us are not in therapy. So Mm. Truth. For Rory, yeah. update okay. on the egg shortage, please. <laughs> Thankfully, what egg shortage? mostly the egg shortage has been resolved. See, the issue was um, avian flu. Now, the avian flu is still very, you know, very real, very, very, very serious issue. But um, the worst of the excesses have sort of passed. It. Well, you can view it very similarly to the COVID pandemic. So, what I really love like... um, about this podcast <laughs> is the creative storytelling that people manage to do. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. Was there an egg shortage? No, was it was a kind of like a, a, like a cannon that Rory had come up with. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember? That it was sort of around like um, episode, uh, I want to say thirty-five. Yeah, something there. like that. I feel like I would. I feel like I'd remember an egg shortage. Yeah, definitely. Rory's angrily on his phone, <laughs> scrabbling at it with his, his angry little paws. He, he's taken his uh, headphones off, so we can't tell him to come back. Oh, he's just texted saying, "I'm mad at you." Sorry, I, I, my headphones fell off and I was mad at you. Um, what's, what's the next question? The next question. Joe apparently had a backup character. Does anyone else have one in the can for emergencies? It's another Greg. But this one's taller. He's slightly taller. Oh, okay. Ca- caveat to that. I came up with Bronwyn in 40 minutes. So, you know, let's just stretch the definition of backup there. I don't think he was... Bronwyn was a backup character so much as you made a call to like take Guy out and so mm. put a new like came up with a new character rather than like you had one on the back burner. Yeah, yeah. It's because yeah, originally like, I pitched it to you that you just like recorded some episodes without me. Yeah, and I was like, no, because I think it will throw the dynamic if everyone's not there. And so mm. we came up with Bronwyn off the back of that rather than like the other direction having a character ready to go. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't have a backup character because that's my escape plan when I get sick of you guys. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> just going to get killed and I'm off. Artem just kills himself and then problem solved. That's it. <laughs> Artem just says log out and disappears in a public <laughs> It's going to be quite hard because almost everyone in this podcast has keys to your house. <laughs> that's true. The infosec of this house is a disaster. A backup character. I think initially, in case we died, I just thought of like I had some other lads, like Ooh. before we'd started this. Like I'm talking like fucking I don't know three years ago. We we still work together when we talked about this, Nate. Like very, oh God, very, very, mm. very, very fucking early on, and one of them was a child star. Do you remember this? Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So one of them was a child star who was like part of like a US super church. Do you know what I mean? Like one of those Ooh. like yeah. like mm, yeah. but then he he kind of melded into Lucas and I was like, "Oh, wouldn't it be funny then if it's just like somebody they find on the fucking West End instead of like a super church child because we've already got a church by Lucas." And then I was like, "Oh, wouldn't it be funny if I also like made a character sheet for Sunny?" This was before we knew what was going to go on there, obviously, or what could have possibly gone on there. Um, so I guess not really. I just had a bunch of errant thoughts, which is actually how I operate at all times. So mm-hmm. yeah. I obviously, because I'm the DM, don't have backup characters, but I do have a kill plan for all of you. Yes. yes you yeah. <sighs> I love that. And I have one for the lads as well. <laughs> nice. Oh, again, I have keys to most. I yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> okay, and I think we were coming to the last question, and the last question is for me. What is at the top of Turmeric Spotify Wrapped this year? Mm. Old Town Road by Lil Nas. <laughs> Can you give us a rendition? Yeah, in the Turmeric voice. <clears throat> what does it please. sound like when he sings along? I'm going to take my horse to the Old Town Road. That's me. I'm the horse. Let's go, bitches. Yeah, thank you. That was that was wonderful. Well, I think we're I think I think we're done. Can we all do our sign off together? Okay. Yeah. You all know the words. It's a very traditional sign off. We say it every time. Everyone ready? I I I'm Three, scared. I don't know what to say. Oh no. One. Oh, no. Okay, Goodbye, I'm going to end this now because I've literally been fucking insane and it's so late. I'm so tired and we've probably been for like an hour and a half. Lads on Lads was Faye Evans as Faye Evans, Sam Ferguson as Sam Ferguson, JJA Harwood as Joe Harwood, Rory McDuff as Rory McDuff and me, Nate Ray, as Nate Ray. Isn't it nice to just be yourself sometimes? Um, in my experience, no, not, not at all. Um, sorry if you can hear my washing machine in the background. Sometimes I wash. Uh, yeah, thank you to all of you who've listened to us for the past year. Thank you to all of us who've listened for the past two years. That is absolutely wild. Um, it's been a, it's been a long two years. It's been a good two years, both for us and for the lads. Uh, we've had a little bit of a break over December, over Christmas, so that we could all kind of breathe. But we're back on a normal schedule now, so after this, our next episode, which I think is episode 51, will be out in two weeks' time. So that is the 1st of February. And then we have some drama coming up. We have some fun drama coming up. I say this, we haven't actually recorded the fun drama, but I know in my heart there's going to be fun drama because I'm... 
I'm busy at the moment, which makes me makes me a messy bitch. Makes me want to cause problems in the lives of my friends and their fictional characters. So, yeah. Back from the second. Hope you all had a banging Christmas festive period, New Year, whatever it is you did in December and early January. I love you very much. You look amazing. You look fantastic. Your hair is incredible. Your skin glowing, beautiful. Uh, in the meantime, socials. Pods on tour on Twitter and Tumblr, lads on tour pod on Instagram. We've been a bit quiet on those, but now I'm a person again, so maybe there'll be posts again. Uh, we don't have a Facebook page because we're not old. We're not on Blue Sky because I don't know how to get on there. Uh, help. Is it good? Should I be on there? Should I be on threads? Someone tell me. I'm so old. Aside from that, have a great two weeks. We will see you in two weeks' time for our next episode. Back on our bullshit. Uh, love you very much. XO, XO, These are the days that I've been missing. Give me the taste, give me the joy of summer wine.